Welcome back to another episode of Beyond a Pretty Face. First off, I want to acknowledge that I am on the traditional territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation. In this episode, in light of Earth Month, we wanted to take this opportunity to talk a little bit about climate justice and what it is. So we sat down with Sam and Rebecca, two youth climate justice activists from Vancouver. Both Sam and Rebecca organized with some amazing youth-led climate justice groups, such as Sustainability Teens and Climate Strike Canada, as well as leading programs where they give youth the tools they need to get active in their communities. We talked with them about their journey on becoming a climate justice activist and how they got interested in the topic of climate justice. As well as we talk about the goals of their past projects and for the future, along with the importance of providing people, specifically young people, with the tools to be able to use their voice and start advocating in their community for topics that they're passionate about. Without further ado, let's get into this episode. Today I'm here with Sam and Rebecca, two youth climate justice activists. Hi, Sam and Rebecca. How are you both doing? Hi, thanks so much for having us on here. I'm doing really well and it's good to be chatting with you today. Yeah, I'm so happy to be talking to you guys today because in regards to Earth Month being this month, I definitely wanted to talk about climate justice and you both were the best people that I wanted to talk to about this because you're both two youth climate justice activists. So um, first off, I wanted to ask you guys what inspired you to begin your journey as youth climate justice activists? Um, yeah, so I started um, organizing for climate justice um, a couple of years ago. And I think um, like many people in our generation, like we've just grown up always knowing about this sense of like impending doom um, and just the sense that our society is so fundamentally like out of whack with what our planet needs to continue to support life. And so I just remember always feeling worried about this. And I remember like learning more about how I think when you're young, like often the climate crisis is presented as just a future thing or just something that's like hurting polar bears. I remember learning more about how it um, was really like extreme storms and extreme weather was hurting people in the present. And I think that just the the immense sense of like injustice um, was just something that I couldn't shake off the sense that like, especially the emissions that were being produced by like my community and like people around me um, were already killing people in other parts of the world. And so I I always felt like a need to do something, but I really just wasn't sure how to get involved. I was like really shy for a long time. And so um, just felt really uncomfortable, like reaching out to anyone or like working together. And I, I didn't really know anybody else who was working on this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and also, I think I just didn't have a sense of like what my power was. Like I didn't have a sense of how I could actually influence change um, by working together with other people because I think that's knowledge that's like deliberately held from us um, or or is not instinctive in our society. Um, and I think that hearing about youth organizers in other parts of the world, um, for example, like the Australia climate strikes or youth um, in Pacific islands who were like launching direct action campaigns um, to, because climate change was like destroying their rising sea levels were threatening their entire homeland. Um, and so just hearing about like what youth were doing elsewhere and um, and also here, like I think there is more of a history of like indigenous youth organizing um, near where I lived. Um, mm. And and so was really inspired by just seeing other people like standing up and 
like calling out society on the contradictions that we live in yeah and so I started climate striking <laughs> yeah so I actually met Sam and Rebecca through a program that they were leading called the Future Ground Network and you guys were teaching people how to be youth climate justice activists which I think is so important because as you were saying um we weren't we're not really taught how to take a stand or how to get involved about these issues that we believe in so that that was an amazing program that you guys ran and that's kind of how I started my podcast through that program and taking on the tips you guys talked about and putting it on here so I want to thank you both for running that amazing program because I've learned so much and I wouldn't have known how to take a stand about an issue I believe in without that guidance from you guys so thank you I'm glad that you got something out of it because that's the whole goal and people like you are exactly what we need Uh, we need more and more people to keep coming together and standing up and doing something about some of the issues that exist in our world. Yeah, it's truly an amazing program because you are very thorough about um, how to take a stand and how to um, stand up for what you believe in and how to and how to get involved in your community, which is, I think, as youth, we should be doing that more, no matter the issue you're passionate about, that's climate justice or another issue. Um, it's important to stand up for what you believe in and have your voice being heard. So my next question is, what were the goals and objectives for the programs you were working on, this one and the um, Fossil Free City? Yeah, so our original thinking was that you know, there's a lot of energy around the climate strike movement that um, was really prominent in 2019. There was clearly, you know, clearly the climate crisis was still existing and it was evident that our governments were not taking the action that was necessary to mitigate this crisis and to adapt in an equitable way to the effects that were going to be impacting us and are already impacting people. So we, you know, just knowing all this, we knew that during COVID, it was a different world and people were feeling sort of like it was more difficult to get involved. Um, It wasn't really clear what to do. I know personally with our organizing here in Vancouver, it definitely took a hit in terms of what we were able to do. So why we wanted to do this program is because there are so many amazing youth out there that we knew that just hadn't had that opportunity how motivated people were feeling, um, just given everything else that was going on in people's lives to get involved with something like this. And they didn't really, you know, the entrance wasn't clear. So we wanted to create something that could really reach those people that had that motivation and had that awareness of what was going on and had that, you know, real sense of urgency to do something, but didn't know where to start. Um, So that's why we really wanted to do programs like this so that people could get that starting place. Um, It was really based off of our experiences, I think, in terms of our learning journeys to get to where we are now. Although, of course, there's always more and more to learn, but I just constantly reflect on how in the beginning, I had a very narrow mind of what climate change was, who caused it, what the solutions were. I thought that I was individually responsible for rising emissions, and that was really disempowering. The more I learned about holding corporations accountable for rising emissions and knowing who to call on um, to take responsibility and to take the lead in promoting actually good solutions at a wide systemic level. Yeah. Um, That was really empowering for me. And um, I think that's something that we wanted to be able to pass on. Yeah. And I think education is super important because, you know, there's that once ignorance is bliss, but that's not always the case. 
that um, if you just point your finger and put the blame on someone or something without knowing the true root of the problem, that can cause even bigger problems. So going off of the education kind of theme, not a lot of people actually know what climate justice is. And um, climate justice is a term that is used to describe the ethical, political, and social issues that come along with global warming, not just the environmental aspects of it that many people are are, um, used to knowing. So why do you think that, um, this is for both of you guys, why do you think that climate justice is sometimes overlooked and people do not realize the issues that um, marginalized communities face every day, such as like the lack of access to clean drinking water, pollution, or even toxic waste being dumped in their backyards or near their communities? Yeah, I think um, it's super important to bring this up. Um, I think that like the mainstream understanding of climate change is um, as like a fairly individual problem um, that like it's individuals faults and also um, really not naming that there's an actual villain in this story and that like this is a problem of unequal power distribution and that like a small group of fossil fuel corporations knew about the climate crisis and like deliberately like obscured the facts around it for many decades um, and that that the decision in the service of like power and greed um, and like made possible by like global capitalism um, has caused immense, immense suffering around the world. And so it's important to see this as a justice issue and not just like as an unfortunate um, problem that just like happened out of society, um, which I think is really good that you bring up. And I think um, a really key part of this is that many of the communities that are on the front lines, like you said, um, and that are that are most experiencing the impacts of the climate crisis are like racialized communities um, and low income communities and communities in the global south. And so recognizing like how and and that if they were like primarily white or like affluent communities, there probably would have been action taken um, a lot sooner. Like mining fossil, like um, burning fossil fuels requires an immense amount of Um, pollution and it requires that you really destroy specific places Um, like communities near the tar sands um, are primarily indigenous communities and they face really high levels of cancer um, and other health challenges and that like sacrifice zone is made possible by societal foundation of of white supremacy Um, continue on that thread I really see climate justice as a necessary framing for both the problems and the solutions and I don't think that we can think about either and colonialism and so it's it's really important to yeah recognize the connections between these um as you bring up yeah yeah and just to like the causes of climate change or the solutions that are going to be necessary to get us out of this without thinking through an intersectional lens and thinking about the people who have been most impacted because our systems have been designed in a way to benefit those who are privileged and have resources um, while people constantly get left behind and are systemically marginalized and discriminated against. And the way I view climate organizing is really a fight for 
building a better world and building a world where people have equitable access to resources and education and you know even living here in so-called Canada are some things that we take for granted and that we really do yet different freedoms that have to be grateful for it um so I just think that I definitely did not enter into climate organizing with this perspective because it's not something that's taught in school it's not something that the media is going to be telling us so we really have to take it upon ourselves to have these conversations to learn more and to really shape the way that we view the problem and yeah just really sifting our thoughts from what the media and what government and what institutions are trying to get us to believe yeah I think that's super important that we're not taught about this aspect of um climate change and how we as people are being impacted because we know the um the arctic's melting and we know all of those kind of aspects but we don't know how the people um rebecca said on the front lines how the marginalized communities are are being firsthandedly um impacted by this because they have nowhere else to go they can't afford to move out of those communities they can't leave and so they have no choice but to stay there and then they undergo all these other health issues and all these other issues that we're not really taught about that we're kind of ignorant to so I think it is super important to talk about climate justice and how it's a becomes a human rights issue at that point um and that kind of leads into the um final question which is what are your own individual goals for the programs that you run just world in general for climate climate justice oh that's a really good question I think that I constantly think about this in terms of what do I want to do? What do I envision a good world to be? And I think what it really comes down to for me is trying to do what I can to keep making people's lives better. Not necessarily all the same or not perfect lives, but just doing what I can to make things better for generations who will come after us. Um, And why I'm really got pulled into climate justice organizing I think is because the climate crisis is something that impacts so many people unevenly um, people are burdening the impacts far more than they should be and I really see it as a really big exposure of the flaws that exist in our current worldview and the way that we live as and function as a society um, and I'm really interested to see yeah to like do what I can do in communities that I'm part of to keep working towards this vision of a world where people are treated equitably and have access to what they need and what um, will let them survive and thrive. Yeah. Yeah. What a question. What a good question. Um, I mean, I definitely connect with everything that Sam said. And also I think, I guess I just try and like ground my goals in like, our existence is just wild. Like our existence is miraculous. We are like little specks in a massive universe. We are dust that has like coalesced and is able to like experience good things and like interact with each other and like feel love. Um, And I think there's just so much in our society that distances us from this like foundational sense of awe and this foundational like yeah like uh, like what if we were just all walking around like feeling off our existence every day but there's so many like systems of oppression and so many like um and and disconnection from nature um which which is causing like massive disruption of equilibrium um and and causing the climate crisis and so um yeah i think my goal is to try and us uh, to like explore what it means to be a human um living in this reality 
and do what I can to um, help dismantle some of the like patterns that block our access to um, that like fundamental base of truth. Yeah, we're all part of a good world. It's so crazy to think of us sometimes. It's so yeah. crazy. Um, so thank you both for being on this episode and taking the time out of your busy lives to sit down with me and talk more about climate justice. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Um, it's really been wonderful to talk. And of course, just- of course. And it's been amazing to see all that you've done and all the leadership that you've taken and the impact that you're having. So Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast, Beyond a Pretty Face. I hope you enjoyed it and learned a little bit about how females in different industries are making a positive difference in this world. Do not forget to follow us on Instagram at BAPF Podcast. And there you can see which guest speakers we're going to talk to next and other updates. As well as you can use the anonymous Google form in the bio to ask any questions to our guest speakers, give us any feedback and or share any comments or stories you may have. I encourage you to listen to any of our upcoming and past episodes to hear from some more amazing people about different eye-opening topics. Once again, thank you for listening to this episode.